This is a Demon FM podcast. Welcome, Happy New Year, and to the second podcast in our Hidden Voices series. The podcast reveals, like an onion, some of the voices from Leicester that we don't normally come across. I'm very pleased to say that for this podcast, we don't need to disguise anyone's voice, but we are going to give voice to a subject which we don't normally hear too much about, which is namely Leicester's homelessness problem. And here in the studio, we're joined by none other than the chair of DMU's Homeless Outreach Society. Her name not only resembles that of a superhero, but I can assure you she's flexing every muscle in her world and her mission to reduce this problem and get students engaged. Can I welcome Tess Power? Hiya, how are you? Hi, very well. Thank you for joining us, Tess. Good, no problem. Tess, we want to hear it from your point of view as well as some others volunteering your efforts. Um, Tess, it's hard to, for anyone walking into university through town, not to notice that there is a bit of a problem in Leicester. I'm kind of interested in, you know, what's got you involved uh, in the Homeless Outreach Society? Well, yeah, I get a lot of comments from friends, family, people that I know in Leicester who over and over again, once they know that I do work with the homeless, that comment on the amount of people that they see in town. And I guess that's kind of how I got started. So I used to live in Portsmouth um, a few years ago for another degree. And there as well was a really high number of homeless people. And just kind of noticing that and realising that wasn't much in the student environment that was catered towards that. So I kind of took it upon myself to have a little chat with some homeless um, charities, see what they were doing, what services they offered, and kind of see if there's anything missing that could have been achieved for a student perspective. So yeah, when I came to Leicester, I thought, why not try and set up a society to, you know, get that missing link between charities and the student population? Okay. If I speak to an average student here at Demontford or anywhere in Leicester and you say homeless, what do you think they would say? A lot of people think it's much more apparent than it is. So there was a statistic that I saw that there's technically only 40 homeless people in Leicester. And whenever I say that, everyone seems so shocked because they go on about how many people they see and that, how can it be mm. that low? Yeah, they're shocked to hear the statistics, but they all seem like they want to get involved, that they all say that they've been wanting to do something for a while, um, but never really have the time or never got round to um, finding something to do, really. Okay, so you have uh, you saw this in Portsmouth and you came here to, to Leicester and noticed it a bit more. And it's, it's so easy to see uh, homelessness around Leicester uh, when you're walking around the city. But what about your society and volunteering and, you know, what's, have you sort of got any ideas you think that might be really useful for someone thinking about helping, but not really sure how to do it? The first thing I'd say is it doesn't matter how big or small your efforts are. A lot of people think that they have to go straight in head first, go and talk to everyone that they see on the streets or go and volunteer for a charity three times a week. But it could be something as little as setting up a monthly donation to a charity that you like the work they do or offering to buy a coffee or a bit of food for someone and just having a chat really. See, I think the first step would just be have a look, see what's available for volunteering or just have a chat and kind of get to know people who are homeless and kind of what their lives are about, how they got there. And just that mindset change from having a talk with those people can really help to set off any volunteering that they want to do in the future. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting because some people are very reluctant to talk to people. They sort yeah. of see them as, well, they're going to they're gonna hassle me for a pound or two. <laughs> I'm a student. I haven't got much spare money. But they want to do something to help and but they're, they're, they want to do it the right way. They're perhaps uncertain where their money's going to go. Yeah. And I can't help noticing on campus, we've now got one of those little swipe windows yeah. where you can sort of give three pounds uh, to a, the, the local charity. One Roof Leicester. One Roof Leicester. So they, I think, have 
about 30 or 40 points around Leicester um, in shop windows and uni windows because a lot of people make the argument that they don't carry cash anymore so they can't offer cash to people that are homeless and kind of almost use that as an excuse to not do anything at all. So this gives them this, this reason to help, a, a way to help I should say. Exactly and it's on campus so they don't have to every time they walk past it to give some money but you know, if they're feeling generous or feel like they haven't done anything in a while, then it gives them the opportunity to without having that kind of almost confrontation that some people think they'll get with homeless people. This is it, you see, because I think, you know, in one way you say, right, you're giving some money to charity. That's all very good. You're doing your bit. But I'm wondering if there's something to be lost by doing that, that you're not engaging on a personal level, perhaps. And and people might sort of use that as a way of avoiding the chat, because as you know, when you have these chats, as you've experienced yourself, you know, you, you do realise there are quite some interesting interesting stories there, yeah, exactly. interesting characters who've fallen on hard times and and they're just actually not the sort of stereotypes that you you know some people think about. Yeah. Um, but you still encourage people to to do both, I suppose. Yeah, what we try to encourage to do is not really to give money. There have been kind of studies where charities have said that actually you don't have to do that. And especially a lot of people have a bit of a thing in their mind where they don't know where the money's going to go, as you said. But um, yeah, even just offering a hot drink, especially, you know, it's middle of winter. Us as people who have coats and can get an Uber or a bus, people that don't have the opportunity, even just offering. So then you know, it makes them feel like a bit more of a human being. Yes, this um, morning there was in, a yeah. lady who was sort of very keen on a hot chocolate. Oh, I ch- chatted to her, so she, she she got one of those. But they, they will still ask you for the money at the same time. They will do. But then if... They don't want the food or drink that you offer. Sometimes that can kind of help you to distinguish. Maybe there are some beggars out there, but it can help you distinguish like how genuine they are for your time and you know your effort and how much they appreciate it. So yeah, for some people who are a bit sceptical about that, it does kind of reassure them. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I had an interesting exchange this morning with a lady. She she wanted to uh, she wanted a hot chocolate and a bacon butty, and I couldn't get her a bacon butty. It was just sort of chicken and bacon but, uh, <laughs> with some brown sauce. And I brought it along to her, and you know, and I actually originally had asked that she wanted to join me in the cafe. Was, no, 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 I'm here. I've got I've got to wait for someone. I've got to meet somebody. And I realised this was her stall. This was her slot. Yeah, on the a lot of people. Where she, where she gets yeah. her money. So she's still kind of in that mindset. But I'm not going to lose my begging. You know, my sort of begging I need to do. But if you want to give me some food on the top, brilliant. Yeah, I had a similar thing. So I used to volunteer for a breakfast morning for a charity called The Bridge in Leicester. And on my way there one morning, about half five. Um, a homeless man came up to me and asked for some money um, to buy some food at McDonald's. Um, and I told him that I was on my way to the breakfast morning if he wanted to come along, get some free food, have a chance to have a shower, have a bit of chat with people. Um, and when he found out where it was, he realised it was too far away from his normal spot and that he wanted to make sure that he was around in case you know someone else took his spot. And you know he had that comfort in his area where he's been for the past few months, I think it was. But he was very happy with the offer of me to bring back any spare food on the way home. So a lot of them, it's about you know what they've grown used to in the city, yeah, who they know, if they've got much, friends. Your patch means much more than exactly. We would yeah. think it would mean someone passing by. That's really important. Okay, so let's just uh, return back to ways of getting people to help with organisations like the bridge that you mentioned, which is very close by. What can someone do at an organisation like the bridge? if they want to volunteer? I mean, what sort of roles can they do? If you sort of turn up and say, right, I'm volunteering, key DMU student, what next? What what's, what can you do? So somewhere like the bridge um, and a lot of charities around the area, they will hold breakfast mornings or 
dinner services um, where you can go along and be part of the team, help cook and prep the meals, help What serve if you're not them. particularly gifted in all things culinary, you know, and you're not... You know, well, there's, yeah, there's not much skill needed, but yeah, if you don't really fancy not that... Not I'm generalising then... that students, but well, yeah, I've actually... <laughs> um, some of the charities have charity shops, so you can help there as you would any other shop. Just a few hours a week you can help out and anything that's sold in there goes towards the charity. If there's a specialism that you've got, so if you like design or want to work with children, there's some charities that have services for women and children where you could go and kind of help them do some reading schemes. Or if you've got a business or, you know, a bit of more of a technical skill, then some places do kind of skill sessions where you can use your skills to help people make a CV or to apply to jobs. Yes, yeah, so I've noticed a place like the bridge as well. When you think of, oh, it's just about giving out food, that's not the case. They're actually they're no, really sure. broadening out what they offer. And so actually there's really it's a really important thing that students actually say, look, I might actually try and go down and see what I can offer because it might be that I might not think I can help, but I can. Exactly. And a lot of things yeah. like the breakfast mornings, there are early hours for students. Sometimes that doesn't always fit into the time that you have available. So yes, we have a slight dilemma <laughs> with the kind of breakfast. So at, you know, a few hours, at six and a few students. hours here and there, volunteering your time to sit down with a group of homeless people and help them build a CV or you know, to help in a craft session, them just to relax and kind of feel like they have that company and not really have the stress of being on the streets in their mind. Even if it's just something like that, that still helps everyone. Excellent. Brilliant. So let's think about you know, 2020. We've got uh, your uh, the Homeless Outreach Society at DMU. Have we got anything in the pipeline that we want to get our audience aware of? Well, the main thing we've got for this year is on the 26th of March, um, it's Thursday night, we've got a big sleep out that is run alongside the bridge. They're working with DMU and Leicester Uni. So yeah, on both their campuses, bring a sleeping bag, sign up, you can come along and yeah, spend the night out on campus as kind of to get an idea of what homeless people have to go through for months or years of their life. It's not to claim that we are trying to be homeless for a night, but kind of get the idea that if, you know, it's a bit cold and a bit uncomfortable, we've got the luxury of going back home into our beds. Yeah, that event's kind of raising awareness of the bridge as a charity and of homelessness as a general issue in Leicester. So yeah, that's going to be a big night. And does that translate into donations? So yeah, we ask that people do fundraising before the event. Um, we're not setting any minimum amount because... Obviously, some people, especially in the student community, can't always offer a huge amount of money. But by raising that, by sharing it to a friend's family, knowing that you're raising awareness and going out and kind of experiencing that and finding out a bit more about what homeless people go through, that in turn will raise money as well. So paint us a picture. Where will this sleep out be? Are we talking around campus? Are we just going to be, you know, in the Queen's building or are we going to be you know, in the library? That wouldn't make much difference, actually, the people sleeping there already. But actually, is it going to be in the centre of town? So these ones will be on campus. So at DMU, it will be outside the food village, which is kind of in the men in the middle of the whole campus. You will have designated areas where you're allowed to sleep on the night. But yeah, in general, it will be on the centre of campus with access to toilets and like a water, would you call it? <laughs> water, yeah, yeah. Water, water fountain. yeah, to water. Right. Um, so yeah, it'll be on campus and students that are walking through can come have a chat and see what's going on if they're not actually doing the sleep themselves. Um, but yeah, it's kind and, of and for what staff would you, what students. what would you advise bringing, you know, let's say the temperature drops a bit, you know? So a sleeping bag is necessary. Yeah. Cardboard boxes will be provided to kind of use a sleeping mat. Um, we ask that you kind of don't, 
bring too much. So you try and keep it simple and try and think about realistically how much the homeless would have. They wouldn't be able to bring their whole wardrobe. They wouldn't be able to bring three loads of meals and Tupperware in their bag. So yeah, and the whole point of the night is to be keep with company, frugal. have a bit of chat with people yeah. and then yeah, essentially sleep out in the cold and see how much you can tolerate with the cold. Oh, that's going to be quite yeah. a sort of social occasion as well actually. It is, of course. You've got loads of people there. You'll have staff, you'll have students, some people might bring a few family members that they wouldn't interact with if you've just go to uni and you're on your course and you do your societies. So it's great to kind of come together and see why as individuals you've come to this event and you're supporting the bridge and the Homeless Outreach Society um, and kind of just have a chat and realise how lucky you are and how actually you do have a home to go to at the end of the day. And even it's just a glimpse of what the homeless people go through and then that kind of will give a bit more of inspiration on how people can volunteer and support charities. So hopefully that could springboard into a sort of a voluntary stint. Exactly. And um, that'd be fantastic. Did you do it last year? I did do it last year. It was on Leicester campus. And how um, many people came out for that? I would say there are about 50 people, 50, mostly students, a few staff and a few um, volunteers from the bridge. So, yeah, it was a great occasion. Actually, spoke to a few different people. I actually spoke to the members of the Leicester Homeless Outreach Society, which was in the time where I was creating the society. So that was a good talking point. OK, so, so yeah. we can sort of join, possibly even join up, maybe. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So are we going to go for 100 this year? Can we get 100 out, do you think? I think now that we've officially set everything up and we're going to start sharing the fundraising page, start sharing the posters around campus through the student union emails, I think we can get a good amount of people. And even if not everyone can sleep out, we'll definitely get a few donations from people who have other commitments. But I think the space that we've got, we can have a, a few hundred if we really push it. Well, we all wish you all the very best with that. And uh, if anybody's listening who's thinking, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit reluctant to uh, to volunteer directly, first of all, start with the sleep out. And it's March 26th. March 26th, yeah. March 26th. And posters will be up and around campus. And hopefully we can get are quite a lot. Let's try and get 100, 100 uh, people day. sleeping yeah. out. That would be an amazing, <laughs> uh, amazing uh, a day if that would happen. Right. Well, thank you very much, Tess, no for problem. joining Thanks us. For and uh, we look forward to hearing from everybody next time. Um, if you've got any sort of questions about uh, how to deal with the homeless or helping, please just email um, either sort of Tess, uh, Tess Power at the Homeless Outreach Society uh, or us at Thema Media, and we will be able to answer your queries. In the meantime, bye bye. Oh no, is it over? Well, don't worry, because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts, as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. Go on, have a listen. I support you.